All right, here I am reporting from over the road. Let's get on with the show. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. All right, here we go for August 1st, 2023. This may be a little noisier than usual. I'm in the back of the sleeper truck as we're going down the road. I've been a little off lately. I haven't had a lot of time. It's uh, I'm going to start changing that. New bid is, and I'll probably be doing this. If this works out, recording over the road, I may do more of this. The new bid is Wisconsin to Chicago, Chicago to Reno, Reno to Denver, Denver to Aurora, Aurora to Sacramento, Sacramento to Reno, Reno back to Chicago, then back to Wisconsin. Leave out Monday, get back sometime Saturday. It's a really long, obnoxious week, and it's cut into everything. You know, uh, editing photos, editing video, editing audio. Oh, God, it's really hard. So, anyway, that's the plan. That's what we're going to do. So, I'm in the sleeper right now, so if the sound's a little off, well, just bear with me, and I'll work on that, see what I can do. But I am in the sleeper as we speak, and the truck's rolling down the road. We are somewhere in... Where are we? Somewhere in Wyoming. Probably around Rollins, I'm guessing, by the pumps on the road. I'm not sure I'm in the sleeper. I took a nap and woke up. So here's the deal. Here's what's going on this week, and this trumps all the other news. And for full disclosure... I worked for Roadway. I used to be a Roadway driver. I started off... Well, I didn't start off at Roadway, but I was at Roadway for quite a few years until Yellow bought Roadway, and then I went from Roadway to YRC. Well, well, let me go into the progression slowly. Yeah, I started off at Roadway. thought, wow, this is great. This is going to be the last job I'm ever going to have. This place is fantastic. I love it. It's not perfect, yeah, it's, but you know which way the wind blows and pay was pretty good and I can live with it. Fair day work for fair day pay and all that stuff. It was fine. Then Yellow came along and bought it a few years later and I was like, oh shit. This is it. They screwed it up. But they didn't do anything for like five years. They had about four or five years. They didn't do anything. They were accessing, you know, probably trying to figure out where all the assets were, trying to figure out what they got. Now, keep in mind, when they bought Roadway, they, they spent over a billion dollars to buy Roadway. It was like 1.2, 1.3, something like that. You have to look it up. Not too long after they bought Roadway. Now, keep in mind, this was borrowed money. Not too long after they bought Roadway, they bought USF Corp. USF Corp was USF Holland, you know, like in the Midwest. USF Dugan, USF Glenmore, USF Redaway. Maybe I said it right away. Uh, Red Star. I think they had just closed Red Star just before they, they took them over. So there was that. When 
so they bought the USF Corporation, which is all those companies. There's like seven or eight companies. Offhand, I don't remember them all. When they got Roadway, they picked up Rhymer, which was the Canadian division that went back, division that went back and forth, bumping a road. <clears throat> kind of throw me off there. And then they also got New Pen. New Pen was. I, I did some work with New Pen. I dropped off some stuff, had it shipped in the Northeast. New Pen, their claim to fame was the Northeast. You know, Pennsylvania, all that Northeast area. And they have very strong reputation. You know, very strong, very. You know, they made good money. You know, they had a high up. You know, they made good money. Same with USF. And Broadway had a good reputation, too, as far as I know. Maybe a little biased with that one. Yellow, eh, not so much a good reputation. I personally didn't like Yellow, but what are you going to do, you know? When someone throws a billion dollars at you, I guess you got to take it. So now we got USF, Roadway, Rhymer, New Pen, all under Yellow's control. And then back in 95, this is long before this happened, but back in 90, because it was early 2000s when this all started, back in 95, they had bought Preston. And with Preston, they got Saya, which is S-A-I-A. I'm still unclear if they own Saya still or not. It's, there might be some holding company shenanigans going on on that one. I'm not even really sure. I'm having a hard time researching it over the road. But anyway, so Preston, they basically said they wouldn't make any changes. And then they made a bunch of changes, took what they wanted, sold what they didn't want, and then closed the doors on Preston. So a lot of Preston guys ended up at Yellow or Roadway. In fact, it was the Preston guys who, as soon as Yellow bought Roadway, they were like, oh, geez, this is it. You know, they're going to screw this up. And then they also said that when they, you know, when they bought USF. Shockingly, they were able to keep it running for quite a while. But the thing is, hold on a second. <coughs> oh, excuse me, I had to cough. The thing is, the problem is that they borrowed over a billion dollars to buy Roadway. They borrowed over a billion dollars to buy USF Corporation. And they didn't have the money. And almost everything they had was the least. So they borrowed it at a high rate. So they're in debt. I think it was close to $2.5 billion by the time they were done. $2.5 billion they went into debt. They never were able to pay the debt off. The debt was always the enemy for this company. Always the enemy. The debt was the enemy. Because they never paid it off. Now, after a few years, the debt, you know... Yeah, the economy took a crap. Oh, I gotta move here. I'm in the sleeper, like I said. So anyway, I'm getting tossed around. It's the nature of sleeper work. Usually people don't talk on a podcast when they do it. Anyway, the employees at Runway, USF, all that, they were told, we were told, hey, you know, the debt's out of control. We gotta pay down the debt. So we got to lower wages so we can keep this thing going. And nobody was happy about it. Everybody was pretty pissed. Because nobody asked them to borrow all this money. Nobody wanted any part of this. Yellow guys didn't want it. Railway guys didn't want to do it. But they had a vote. 
And so they lowered the pay 5%. And that wasn't enough. So they had to do it again. They gave some stock. Well, they did some shenanigans in the stock market that made that stock absolutely worthless almost immediately. The only people who made any money off that were Fidelity. Fidelity was the holding company for the stock, and every month they charged a maintenance fee for having the stock in the account. And most people never cashed out on it, and it just dwindled away until it was nothing, since it was almost nothing to begin with. It was adding salt to the wound, no doubt. So the, everybody took the 5% cut. Then they did it again for the 10% cut because they're on the verge of going under. So now we're down, working under a 15% pay cut. We, these are supposed to be temporary things, mind you. 15% pay cut, 75% reduction in pension contributions. So basically to get a 20 year pension, it'd take you 80 years. You know, the people that have been there for a while, it's not so bad. But if you were there, you know, only a couple of years, you're screwed. Now, keep in mind with the pension, this is a big thing. you got to be there five years to be vested. Five years. So anybody who was there in this closure that was there less than five years will not be vested. They will not be part of the pension. That's it. They're done. Unless they can get into another... Uh, pension fund that these guys went into and I'm not sure how that's going to work but the guys basically the guys with less than five years got screwed the guys that have more than five years they'll get something but if they're not fully vested they're not you know 20 30 years whatever it is they're not going to get the full pension that they thought they were going to get when they started there so when you see that guy screaming and yelling he's got 30 something years he's going to get his full pension you know, he may not get as much as he thinks he should get, but he's going to get his full pension. And what he's not going to get is the health care, because the health care stopped right then and there. The health care is the big one. The pension, for a lot of these guys, the pension is something that's going to happen in the future. It's something they plan for. They want to, something they've worked for. It's a golden, it's the brass ring, man. It's the thing they want. But that's not the immediate thing. The immediate thing is, is the insurance. Insurance is expensive. They need the insurance. A lot of these guys are older, 50, 60 years old, families or kids. It's the insurance that ends that they're pissed about. The pension gets a lot of drama and a lot of attention because it is an annoying thing to, to have it affected and not grow like it should. But it doesn't end. There's at least something there. Co-driver hitting the rumble strips. Rumble strips here are right on the line, so it's hard not to. I don't know if you guys heard that. But with, you know, the immediate impact for these guys, and the thing that scares them the most is health insurance. Because the pension is something that's, you know, they'll get another job, they can push it off, they can work around it. Yeah, they can wait to find out how that's going to go because nobody knows exactly what's going to happen. But they're going to get something. It's the insurance that ends immediately. The insurance, that's it. It's gone. I'm not sure if they can get Cobra or not, but she'll look into it. It's, whatever it is, it's going to be expensive. So that's why people are pissed off. 
immediately why they're pissed off. Because that's what affects them right here and right now. They just lost their health insurance. And with these older guys, it's, you know, medications, wives, children, whatever. All that stuff, you know, they really just got screwed that way. The insurance is a big deal. So all these people that keep touting, there's quite a few podcasters keep going off about the pension. It's not an immediate effect. They don't understand. You know, because they're just spouting off because they have no idea and they're reporting false information and it's driving me nuts. It's the, the health insurance. That's the number one thing they're worried about. You know, as far as pensions go, they did work for it. You know, and they took a big cut. So, yellow, wiresy, whatever you want to call them, they promised something and they never delivered. And they never paid down the debt. And they never followed through. And that was under Bill Zollers. And that was the CEO who started this catastrophe. The one who set Yellow down the path of destruction. And Roadway. And Reimer. And USF Corporation. With Glenmore. Dugan. Redaway. Holland. Red Star. And all the others. I think there's like three more I didn't announce. Reimer, of course. That's what destroyed the whole thing. The debt. Now, of course, Zollers, yeah, I forget what year it was, but he took a golden parachute and dived out. And now Zollers is on the board of governors for the U.S. Postal Service. So during the Trump administration, and I'm not going to go into politics, but during the Trump administration, when they were pulling the um, sorting machines out of... You know, they were, they were pulling the sorting machines out of the uh, postal service. You know, which is... A lot of the postal workers were pretty upset about. Because it didn't make any sense to them. And they were pretty pissed. These are, you know... These are not... You can't just buy this stuff off the shelf. It's custom made. Anyway. He was the one who okayed all that. And... Zollers... I don't know. I suspect he... I don't know this for a fact, I'm just guessing, but Yellow got the $700 million loan, and we'll get into that in a minute. They got the $700 million loan. Where did the money go? Why did they get more than anybody else? Why did they get more than everybody else combined? $700 million. They said because they were a vital service. They weren't. You know, there's other companies that'll pick up the slack. Um, Estes, Dayton Freight in the Midwest, um, you know, R&L, Old Dominion. You know, there's a lot of LTL companies. You know, they'll, they'll, that all the freight that Yellowhead will just distribute out. It'll be a, a mess for a little while, but it'll all straighten out. Everybody will pick their, you know, their, go with what's best for their area, and things will all work out. In fact, it'll probably be better for the industry as a whole. Because now the industry can adapt rather than work around this dinosaur that was yellow that was just a nightmare. So that's probably what's going to happen. So anyway, my suspicions are... Um, keep in mind, this is just my conspiracy theory conspicions. Or suspicions. Is that Zollers own a bunch of shares. 
you know, they, they kicked in a bunch of money to, to you know, Riello. Because he's not an insider anymore. He can sell the shares he has. It doesn't have to be reported. When they got the $700 million, the share price went up pretty much, you know, pretty big. I don't remember what the prices were, but it went up a lot. And he probably sold out. So it was like a bribe, probably, is what I'm guessing. Because it doesn't make... It's kind of funny that the CEO screwed up this whole deal. Is working for the Board of Governors for the Postal Service. Is also the same guy who was there... It helped okay them screw up the sorting machines and all that during the election. So I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It just seems kind of strange to me that they didn't really even talk about it too much. And, you know, the Trump administration wasn't real big on huge amounts of money being thrown at companies. I mean, it was, you know, millions, but it wasn't 700 million. And I think at the valuation of the company at the time it was only like $70 because they had so much debt. So they literally threw seven, roughly $700 million at a company that, were, that wasn't worth more than you know, $70 million. It wasn't worth more, much more than $70 million. So you really have to ask yourself, what's that all about? You know, somebody's getting paid off, obviously, because there's no way. Now, right now... Everybody is up in arms about, you know, the number of people, Teamsters, that are losing their job. But the fact is, is that Yellow right now is smaller than either Roadway or Yellow was when this all first started back in early 2000s. And nobody said boo back then when people started losing jobs and things started going south. We watched it happen. We talked about it and we tried to get the media attention, but nobody would pay attention. You know, we knew there was something going on. There was some shenanigans going on. Something wasn't right. But nobody, you know, nobody would listen. So now that it's all a done deal, everybody's an expert on what happened. I guess myself included, but I lived it. I lived it up until three years ago when I left. I saw another opportunity and I just had to get out. I couldn't take it anymore. The idea of not knowing if you had a job the next day was just too much. I just couldn't take it. So anyway, Zollers, he got his golden parachute, Zollers, Z-O-L-L-A-R-A-R-S, or E-R-S, anyway. He took his golden parachute and he dived out and he got his cash. And then Welch came in. I think his name was Jack Welch. He was the CEO for a while. Nothing changed. Not really. I mean, not as far as the drivers were concerned. And I don't think the dock workers either. And he stayed. He got his golden parachute. He got his bonus. And he took off. Oh, and I gotta I'll tell you, when um, we took the, the, the pay cuts, the workers, dock workers, you know, the office staff, the the drivers, everybody took a pay cut, except for the corporate office, the people who created this mess. What did they get when we all took pay cuts? They gave themselves bonuses each time. We didn't know that the first time. They gave themselves, you know, roughly millions of dollars in bonuses to reward themselves for us taking a pay cut to keep the company open. I honestly believed that if they wanted to keep the company open, they would have took cuts themselves or at least not given themselves bonuses. But, you know, what are you going to do? So, 
another killer over there was the morale. When the executives started taking bonuses and the employees were getting shafted with the pay, you know, because every week on your paycheck, it showed you your full wage. And then it was minus 15%. And the higher guys, you know, guys that had four weeks vacation, it was four, yeah, I think it was four weeks, they lost a week of vacation as well. So a lot of people, a lot of money, a lot of money. And not only that, there's a lot of money every week taken under the check. But instead of just taking a 15% pay cut and this is your check, they literally gave you the full check and then showed you minus what the 15% was. Almost as if to rub it in your face. That really pissed off a lot of people. It was a bad scene. There was a lot of problems with that. A lot of problems with that. So anyway, nothing changed under Weld. She was there for a few years. Absolutely nothing changed. And then he decided to step down. When he stepped down, Daryl Hawkins, the man who's in charge now, was in charge. Now, people going after Hawkins, they call him Do Nothing Hawkins. But the truth is, I don't know if Hawkins is any good or not. I don't know if it's even fair to really hold him responsible for this mess. I think I think Zollers and Welch dived out before the you know before the shit hit the fan. And Hawkins got in there, and I think he's the one holding the, you know, he's hold, he's holding the, the the blame. This guy's going to get, I'm not saying he isn't, have some fault in this. I'm sure he does. But he didn't start this mess, and he's going to take all the blame for it. So he'll be the CEO that goes down that, that killed Yellow. When the truth is, it really was Zollers who did it. Zollers with his grandiose plans of trying to be everything to everybody, then he ended up being nothing to nobody. But yet he still has a job. You know, thousands and thousands of people lost their jobs because of uh, Bill Zollers. Thousands. And he walked away with a bonus. Thousand. I think it's like 30,000 or 40,000 people, something like that altogether by the time this is done will have lost their jobs because of Bill's dollars. It's unbelievable. So, that's where we stand. So, Bill's dollars still on the Board of Governors for the Postal Service, and he's still a scumbag. And, I don't know. Well, Doug, Doug just stopped the truck. Let's see where we're at. Was it, oh, no, I just wanted to see where we were, Doug. I'm recording. Say hi, Doug. Oh, he won't say anything for some reason. I don't know why, but that's my co-driver, Doug. He just stopped in a little pull-out area here to use uh, facilities. So, anyway, Zollers is scum. Welch is gone. I don't think he really did anything. Hawkins is going to take the blame for everything. And as of right now, the yellow terminals are closed. The one in Milwaukee, where close to where I live, and I imagine Chicago Heights. Chicago Heights is a little bit easier to close because it's down a street that nothing else is down except for ABF. They've pulled uh, trucks across the gates, you know, to block the gates that don't have gates. And they got security out front. You know, they got security out front to guard the facilities from the people that have worked there the 20 and 30 years because you know how, you know, you can't trust those people. They've only been there 20, 30 years. 
Hold on a second. Let's see what's going on. We're talking about yellow. Okay. You got any thoughts, Doug? Are you doing your podcast? Yeah. You got any thoughts on the yellow fiasco? Does that, that mic actually work with the noise? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Because I can't use mine. Well, I'm using a... Uh, I've I got magic behind me. Do you have any thoughts on the yellow thing? Nope. Because you didn't even ask me to eat before. You just sprung it on me. Well, I just yeah. decided to do it before I fell asleep. Doug is so distraught over the whole thing and so upset that his friends... Bye. That he can't even sit there. <laughs> That's where we met. We met over at Yellow. We were a team over at Yellow. Or YRC or Broadway, whatever you want to call it. That's how I met Doug. You know, Doug was a CF driver. So when CF disappeared, you know, consolidated freightways. Then that became Conway. And he came over to Roadway. And then Yellow bought it and screwed that up. And, but he's, I don't know, he's, he's been able to follow his pension. So it took, it's going to take longer to get what he deserves. But he's going to get it. And he'll be retired sometime next year. Which kind of sucks because he's a good driver. So anyway, let's get back to this. It's hard to follow the timeline because the, the, the truth is so subjective. Nobody really knows what the full truth is. But the bottom line is they borrowed way too much money. And they couldn't pay it back. That's really what it comes down to. They borrowed too much money and they can't pay it back. And they couldn't make their pension contributions. Uh, well, when I say they couldn't make the pension contributions, that's for... Yellow does not control the pension money. Once it's out of their hands and it's in the prevention or pension providers, they're the ones who control the money. Yellow, once they pay the money to the to the pensions, they have no they have no access to the money. So they can't do it. So when people say, "Oh, they're you know, Yellow got in there and spent all the money and whatever," it's not true. Yellow has no access to the money. It's not the way it's set up. They literally cannot get in. What happened was, they were supposed to pay a $50 million payment, which would have settled, which is what they owed for pension contributions and health and welfare. Health and welfare is your your insurance. And they did not pay that payment, which forced them into close the doors. Now, from... When uh, Celadon went under, and there was a few others, they stranded people all over the country. Now, as far as I can tell, I don't know of anybody that's been stranded across the country. But I know all their fuel cards have been shut off. I know the hotel cards have been shut off, things like that. So, employees are still waiting to see what happens. And where am I getting this? not getting this from the news media. I'm getting this from my friends who still work over there or worked over there. You know, after 19 years, you get to know a few people. You know, I personally worked out of Chicago Heights. Chicago Heights was uh, 309. You know, it was called 309. And it was over there in, well, Chicago Heights. It was actually Sock Village, but that's what they called it. And it was the biggest... Well, I don't know if, if not the biggest close to it terminal in the country for them. They at one time they I think it was like twenty percent of the freight for roadway went through Chicago Heights, something like that. It was crazy. 
When I first started there, the turnover rate was 3%. Most truckload carriers, like 120%. Yeah, that's a thing. I know it's ridiculous, but it really is a thing. But this is going to be an ongoing story. A lot of people are going to get screwed. But like I said, the people that have been there 25, 30 years, they're probably going to be okay. They may not get as much as they want. They can retire to Social Security and not have the pension. It's the younger guys, five years or less. They're the ones who are going to lose out completely. And like I said, it's not the pension that's the problem right now. It's annoying, but it's not the pension. The real problem and the immediate problem is insurance. Because these guys were working, which was paying for their insurance. Now they're going to have to pay out for their insurance. So they don't have any money coming in. And they gotta kick out money to keep, you know, to keep insurance coming. And that's where the problem's gonna be. It's gonna be huge for a lot of people. And hopefully they've saved some money over the years to get through this until they can find a better situation. But, in fact, a lot of the reasons why a lot of people don't retire, and you see these dock workers and drivers working 35 plus years, is because they can't afford to retire because insurance is so expensive. And of course, everybody's story is different, and everybody's situation is different, so there is no one answer to what's going on right now. Like like the news media, like some of these other podcasters are trying to make it out. They're trying to make it out like it's one answer, like there's one thing. And it's just not true. It's just not true. There's a bunch of different things. I've seen so much false information, it's unbelievable. And there's some podcasters, and I'm thinking of one in particular, that he should know better. I'm not going to say who it is, because I already pitched about it to him. You know, spreading false information at a time like this, it's just adding salt to the wound, and it's just not right. Personally, myself, I'm okay. I got out of yellow, I went to another company, I'm still in a pension, I'm still a, I'm a teamster. I don't ever really talk about that, but I never had a reason to. And I'm still in local, 710, and my pension continues. So I'm lucky. I made a move three years ago. A bunch of friends of mine made a move and I followed them over. Uh, sleeper team, that's what I do. Two men drive across the country. In fact, I don't hardly have any experience in a day cab. Day cab's a single man truck that goes out. I have 28 years sleeper experience. That's all I've ever really done. I live in Wisconsin, but I work out of Chicago. So I just go to work once a week and go home. So that's how that works. So I am a sleeper driver. In fact, they asked me to do a check ride in a day cab and all the, it was an older truck and all the lettering was rubbed off and, you know, the light switches and things like that. And I had to ask, it was an old, you know, Mac. Probably get, some of you are like, oh, I know where he's at. Yeah, well, anyway, I was in this thing and I'm looking around, I'm like, uh, you know, I don't know where the light switches are and I don't know where the four ways are. And I don't want to randomly start pushing buttons, so, you know, what's up with that? And, uh, you know, they had to, like, oh, what do you mean? You've never, you never drove a day. No, I, I don't drive day cabs. I've only done sleepers. Sleeper truck, my experience is not very many people have the type of experience I have. 
In fact, I'm the only one I know of that's so lopsided. But in a day camp, I probably have maybe 10,000 miles, if even that. In a sleeper truck, I have closer to 3.5 million miles that I drove. And I have close to... uh, As a team itself, the entire truck is probably closer to 7 million. You know, between the two of us driving. It's a it's a rough guess. It's probably a little under seven million, maybe a little more, but I'm guessing a little under. Twenty years is a long time. You know, I've been lucky. I've had some really good drivers. Doug's one of them here. Um, Andy, maybe get Andy on here someday. Rob, Rob, who got hurt, he was a good driver. Um, little Billy, you've heard me talk about little Billy in the past. He's a great driver. You know, and then Tommy, the one where you know we drove that—he's uh, the one where we drove across the George Washington Bridge. If you go to the YouTube channel, TWK Trucking with Kingfish, same same name as this as the podcast. It's just a YouTube channel. So I don't know. I don't know. I really feel for the guys that are stuck in this mess, but you know, because. I just, I don't know, there's a lot of people I know over there. You know, a lot of office people, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good people all the way around. It's just they got stuck in this nightmare. You know, and, but the thing is, is we all, I think we all, we all knew it was coming. I would like to think we all knew it was coming. We all knew that there was something going on for the longest time. And we all felt that they were going to close the doors, or they wanted to. But, shockingly, it took this long and I don't know I'm just a little amazed by it now keep in mind I forgot to mention one thing this is very important over the years Roadway owned most of the land they had I'm not sure about Yellow I I didn't work for Yellow so I'm not sure how that worked over there but once they bought Roadway they started selling off all the Roadway land and then leasing it back so in places where you couldn't buy land anymore, like New York, places like that, they would sell the place and then lease it back. And people would say, oh, well, you know, they're doing that because tax reasons or whatever, as if drivers would know why. And I said, well, why do they need to worry about taxes? They don't make any money. They lose money every quarter. So it never made sense to me. So I think what they were doing was is they were just selling off all the assets they could giving themselves bonuses every year and I think this was the outcome I think this is what they wanted to do I think they wanted to melt this thing dry and then they wanted to run it into the ground why I I don't know I just don't know but if you would have saw the day-to-day things they did it was just I don't know it just didn't make any sense you know the I always felt that if you you know if you cut the head off this animal you know, the body would live just fine. I always felt the co- you know the corporate structure was, you know, too heavy on this body, and there was too many people up there. And quite honestly, I don't even think they knew, you know, that they were running a trucking company. I really don't. You know, I worked at 309 for 19 years. I I only saw one corporate person over there one time in 19 years. This is your largest, busiest terminal in Chicago. 
And Chicago's really busy because of the rail. And none of these executives ever showed up to tour the place in 19 years. The only time I saw anybody there was Hawkins. And that was because... Um, oh, shit. Roy Lincoln. <laughs> Sorry. Roy Lincoln was... Uh, got five million miles in a you know in a truck and with no accidents and they gave him an award and it was a, it was a big deal five million miles is huge and so that's why hawkins was there but he didn't really i don't know that was the only time we ever saw him so anyway i'll get back to podcasting if this turns out all right maybe i'll do more of this from the truck but um it's just hard to right now especially with the you know, trying to keep up with the YouTube channel and everything else. It's just, I'm really behind on everything. Because for the YouTube channel, I still got to do the Wapon Truck Show from last year. I didn't finish that. Uh, the photos. I got to do the Ewald Mustang Show. That's coming up. I already did, you know, I already filmed it. I just got to put it all together. You know, there's like three or four shows I have to put together that I just haven't had time to edit. And it's just so time consuming. And it's impossible to do it here on the road, but... That's a minor issue. It's just annoying. So anyway, I'm going to cut this off. I know it's not short because I've already been going on for quite a while. And I'll see if I can get a couple of yellow guys on here, roadway guys, to talk about it. I don't want to turn it into a bitch fest. You know, I hate this, I hate that, this F guy, this F guy, that, you know, that kind of nonsense. Because that's not going to do anybody good. I know everybody's temper is really high right now. And people are... Yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty right now, but you know, the biggest advice I can say is don't sit around. You know, if you're looking for a job and this just happened to you, don't sit around. Go hit the ground running. You know, don't don't wait. Because if you wait, you know, all these drivers all over the country they're gonna be applying for all these jobs and they're all hitting the ground running. You need to hit the ground running. If you wait you know, you'll be left out for a while or you'll have to wait to get in. So, yeah, I, I guess what it comes down to is just do whatever you think is best for yourself. Look at all your options. Talk to your family and figure out what you want to do. Maybe you want to retire. Maybe you've reached that age where it's time to relax and get away from freight. Freight's hard on the body. It can be rough on you. So, that's all I got. I'm, I'm kind of, you know... As for myself, I'm out of there, but they were in business 99 years, and I hate to see it go down the way they did. And maybe, you know what, the thing is, the story's not over yet, because they may not be over. You know, nobody knows. These guys have got more lives than a cat, you know, which I'm not so sure is a good thing, but we'll see what happens. So anyway, if you want to leave comments, it's 414 six 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 one nine two six that's four one four six two six oh wait wait sorry six 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 one nine two six four one four six 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 one nine two six that's a google voice number leave me a message let me tell let me know what you think uh, if, it, if i get enough of these voice messages i'm going to put them up i'll string them together and i'll put them all up but you know no f this f that because I know you guys are hurting, and I know you're sad. You know, you're just, you got betrayed. But, I don't know. I just want to keep it constructive if I can.
if that's even possible at this point. So, all right, I gotta go to sleep. I gotta drive late tonight. Stay safe, guys. You know, and remember, these people, you'll hear, you know, you'll hear, you'll hear this, and this is, I've always thought this is amusing. Uh, you know, these, these dock workers, oh, these lazy dock workers, union dock workers, or these lazy drivers, usually. Well, you know what? Those drivers get paid by the mile. And if they want to get paid, they drive. Dock workers, they load trailers. They don't get paid if they don't load trailers. And when you hear about the greedy drivers and the greedy truck drive, you know, warehouse workers and all this stuff, keep in mind that YRC was not paying as much as some of the non-union carriers like Estes, Old Dominion, Arnell. The non-union carriers were actually paying more than the yellow was at the end. Because yellow, yellow, once that 15% pay cut went into effect, that was it. Their pay basically stopped right then and there. So these guys effectively haven't gotten a good pay raise in over 20 years. So, I don't know. Would you do it? I know I did it for a while and I couldn't do it anymore. Alright, anyway, that's it. I'm signing off. Leave me a message. Let me know how this worked out. Check out TWK Trucking with Kingfish on YouTube and over here. And it's on um, TikTok. Some of it's a little different. Some of it's the same. I don't know. TikTok thing I'm just playing with. I haven't really got into it too much. All right. Peace out. Drive safe. And, you know, if I hear anything more... I'll update you guys, but just, like I said, keep in mind, this is an ongoing story. Things are changing by the minute, and what we say today may not be the truth tomorrow, but I'll try to keep up on it, and I'll try to report this as factually as I can, and I'll try to be respectful to those, because right now a lot of people are circling, the, you know, they're vultures circling the meat, you know, and it's just disgusting, so... And, like I said, I lived it for 19 years. It's hard to believe, actually. But, you know what? It's just, it is what it is, right? What do we say when we have no control over something and it's really screwed up? It is what it is. Alright, talk to you later. Bye. Oh, let's see if I can figure out how to turn this off. I haven't done this for a while. Okay.